0: Well, day there and welcome to the Oak City Church podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today for another encouraging message from our Sunday gatherings of Oak City Church. If we can connect with you in any way, please see us at oakcitychurch.com.au or check out our socials online. We hope to see you in person soon. Good morning, church. Woohoo! It's good to be with you. Um, I was just thinking about the pros and cons to doing online church, and I think one of the pros would be ugly boots. So if I can just show you my ugly boots right here, we like to keep it casual. Um, it's great that you can be with us this morning. I uh, hope you're doing well. Looking forward to catching up um, virtually over the week, checking with huddles um, and be a support to one another. Um, so I want to jump into our series today. Uh, really excited to continue um, reading through Ephesians. Uh, I love this book of the Bible. There is so much in what I'm talking about today. And I get to look at six beautiful verses. Um, And I'm going to jump into the scripture right now and read with you. Okay, so we're reading from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 23. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. What a beautiful scripture. Um, and as you can see, there's so much in this. I'm just going to pull out a few points from today that I felt like God had laid on my heart. The first verse I just want to focus on right now, and that is, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light that you can, so you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I love this prayer that Paul is praying over this new church plant, a lot like Oak City, that their hearts would be flooded with light, consumed, filled, surrounded by light. And in Proverbs uh, chapter 4, verse 23, it says, all we do flows from the heart. It is so, so important. And I just want to ask the question of all of us right now. What are our hearts consumed with? Are there concerns or unseen places of darkness that we actually need to allow the light of Christ to come and consume and flood our lives again? The thing with Jesus and the relationship with Jesus is it's always meant to be all-consuming. And when I look at these words, consuming hope, it reminds me of a particular person uh, as you may know, um, most of you would know that my grandma, my dear grandma, was promoted to heaven a couple of weeks ago. Um, I am a huge fan of hers. She was definitely my spiritual hero. Um, and one thing I absolutely love about my grandma is she really juiced every part of um, her life for Jesus. She she used each moment. She didn't waste a second She was 84 when she passed away. She was still visiting jails before she got unwell. Uh, She was running Christian uh, explained courses, alpha courses. She was the um, instigator of street parties. She would actually walk along kilometres of her street. Um, It was a big country road and actually organise parties in her street, even given her age. Um, she went after people and she prayed for them. She, she was called by God and despite a lot of hardship, she went after um, people uh, for the kingdom of God. I remember she told me one time when I was complaining that, you know, I've been praying for something and it wasn't happening, that she prayed for someone for 46 years before they became open to actually going to church, not even becoming a Christian. I don't know about you, but if I um, pray for something it's not happening, I usually feel discouraged and, you know, hopeless. But she was still held on to hope. She wasn't discouraged and she held on to the one who had called her um, for a life full of purpose. Um, as she was unwell, she was in hospital for a few months. Um, any doctor, any nurse, uh, any patients would hear the gospel and not in a forceful way, but she would actually just open up and share her journey with them. Uh, It was beautiful. Um, And one particular doctor kind of scoffed a little bit when my grandma replied, I'm okay, I know where I'm going. If I do pass away, it's fine. She scoffed and thought, "Mm, okay, yeah, whatever. And uh, as she got to know her over the coming months, uh, the doctor was really perplexed. My grandma was holding something that uh, she couldn't explain. There was a joy and there was a hopefulness in the coming kingdom that she was talking about, a relationship with Jesus that actually had changed my grandma's life. And the doctor was absolutely unable to explain it. Um, the most incredible thing is my grandma prayed for her every single day several times a day she got her grandkids and her children to pray for this doctor as well she'd gone there and you know if if you're ever going to have a time just to think of yourself it's usually when you're dying but she actually chose in her last days to to seek anyone to love to share the good news and she knew her calling wasn't over until her last breath this doctor actually was in tears when she delivered the bad news that my grandmother would not survive she had weeks to live and she asked for um, christian books the gospel of john and other christianity explained called, uh, books from my grandmother which is such an answer to prayer hope hope is contagious and our lives become invitations to jesus as we carry hope in our lives confident hope When my grandmother did pass away a couple of weeks ago, a nurse was with her and her last words were, take me home, Lord, confident hope. She held on to hope even with her last breath. She knew where she was going. And I want to read from 2 Corinthians right now. And it's the message translation. I think it describes it beautifully. So if you want to um, just listen and soak in these words. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's more, far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. For instance, we know that these bodies of ours are taken down like tents and folded away. They will be replaced by resurrection bodies in heaven. God made, not handmade. And we'll never have to relocate our tents again. Sometimes we can hardly wait to move, so we cry out in frustration. Compared to what's coming, living conditions around here seem like a stopover in an unfurnished shack and we're tired of it. We've been given a glimpse of the real thing, our true home, our resurrection bodies. The spirit of God whets our appetite by giving us a taste of what's ahead. He puts a little of heaven in our hearts so that we never settle for less. My friends, let me tell you something, and this is a metaphor, so hold with me, that this life is just the entree. There is much better, an eternal feast for us one day when our time comes. But sadly, I see it so often, and I do it myself. We often use this world, and we forget, and we hoard food like this is the only food we're ever going to have. Um, it reminds me at the moment is the the toilet paper crisis has already started. You know, there's no toilet paper on um, the shelves. People hoard and panic. We cram ourselves with carbs if you've ever been to a high-end buffet i'm a big fan of a buffet um you know that you don't go for the decoy stay away from the breads and the rice and the pastas you got to go for the good stuff and apologies to our vegetarian mates but i go for the meat like give me the meat man and if you're a vegetarian maybe go for the halloumi i think that's the vegetarian um version of meat um It's so important not to waste this life. There's more to come. This is but a blimp in the scheme of eternity. And and as Amy said before, I love that that actually connects is that we become short-sighted. God has a larger plan um, in store for us if we will persevere in struggle, confidently placing our hope in him. John Eldridge in his book, All Things New, says these words. A life without faith has no meaning. A life without love isn't worth living. A life without hope is a dark cavern which you cannot escape. We need hope. We carry hope. That is the thing that actually sets us apart and people will ask questions. Another quote in his book says, Your heart is made for the kingdom of God. This might be the most important thing anyone will ever tell you about yourself. Your heart only thrives in one habitat and and it's a safe place called the kingdom of God. My grandmother actually experienced probably more pain than most people or a lot of us. She didn't give up. Her hope and her expectancy was in the restoration of all things, that there was good to come. It wasn't going to be like this um, all the time. She knew that her eternity couldn't be touched and she wasn't going to waste it. She didn't uh, fill up on decoy, stale bread. And another example is material items, power, um, money, success. She laid down her life. Every day, and said yes to her savior, and in that fulfilled God's call for her life. I love Jackie Pullender and I've actually quoted this before, and she says this: an amazing missionary. We're going to feel stupid for eternity if we waste this life. Let's not waste it. I'm going to keep reading now um, for the second part of the verse. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty power, same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. It's far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world but in the world to come. God has put all things, all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church is his body it is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself oh my goodness like that verse is incredible I could go um, down many rabbit holes but I'm just going to focus on a few things here so hold with me If God has our inheritance covered and we're good, we are secure through him. He calls us to live, to juice every moment of life with the same power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. The same power is invited and given to us to actually use for his purposes. There is nothing that Christ has not conquered that is going to happen in your life or has happened. As a kid um, I remember this feeling on a Friday afternoon I used to love walking home especially on summer afternoons my mum would make delicious banana muffins I'd have a muffin I I like school but I like weekends even more the fresh cut grass and the hopefulness and expectancy of the weekend just that feeling I remember chasing that and as an adult as I've looked back I have thought what is it about my childhood that I so want it wasn't perfect um, but what was it what is the feeling that I'm chasing and the feeling is actually freedom I felt free I was without great responsibility I was able to be a kid and to play and to experience life and let me link this just for a second Jesus holds all authority over all things I don't have to hold it. You don't have to hold it. I can actually be free to be his daughter. You can be free to be sons and daughters with the power that Christ gives us to love and share the good news. I so often, given my personality, but if we look around, life can be hard. There is a lot of darkness, a lot of pain, a lot of heartache that quite frankly gets me down on a daily level. Sometimes I feel like I'm coming up for air. And something that I I have to remind myself almost daily is that I don't need to hold it. I actually can't hold that pressure, but I know one who can. And in fact, that living as a daughter brings such freedom um, and he doesn't even just say, go be a daughter. He gives us the power to actually go and live a resurrected life um, and and spread the good news. Can I let go of control and say daily to God, what have you got planned for me? How can I be your hands and feet? I choose to walk in the power you have gifted me with today. Help me have your eyes, Lord. It is the same power of the resurrection. I know I'm repeating that is so, so important. As his church, where can we say, I want to obediently follow you? I know a lot of us have had disgruntled feelings towards the church, but let me tell you, that is Christ's bride. And not only are we part of the problem, we're part of the solution. Nothing's perfect, but God still chooses to use his church. It says that there for the benefit of his church. So how can we as a church say, you know what, we're not going to just stay comfortable. We want to together and making mistakes Go out and live radical lives that will cost us greatly, but in the scheme of the feast to come, it's nothing. This is just the entree. God has so much good for us in store. Lord, help us, fill us with your light and help me understand the hope you have called me to. There is so much more. I sound like Brian Houston. There is more, but there is actually so much more to come. No spirit led movement is birthed from comfortable, passive living. It's weak and ordinary people who are willing to lay down their lives and say yes to Jesus despite the cost. I just want to ask a few questions now um, as we're coming into landing. Um, where do you need freedom in your life to be a son and a daughter again? Where are you holding pressure? If Jesus has been made over all things, where do we need his lordship in our lives? Where do I need to relinquish control of right now? And if something goes, let me just encourage you about this, it needs to be filled with with godliness Um, often the enemy's scheme is to take something away and he'll just fill it back up there again where do you actually need to fill your life with godliness where are you placing your hope is it truly in the resurrection where do i need the resurrection in my life where are parts that have died that god wants to bring to life again what am i filling up on on the entree where there's actually a main feast to come? Where do I need to put down the stale bread and say, you know what, in this world, in this life, I'm actually not gonna be consumed by that. I just wanna encourage you to sit with these questions, ask the Holy Spirit where he actually wants to bring freedom to your life. Christ is over all things, the Spirit of God is all truth and he wants to reveal that to us Um, so we can become free and able to actually live with hope and joy to the world so i just want to thank you guys for sitting with it i know it's not in person which i i know i much prefer but i'm just praying for you guys if anything jumps out to you that you think there's been words or things that you'd like to explore please reach out we love having these conversations um not only charlie and i but the leadership team would love to sit with you or probably not sit in the next fortnight but at least have a phone call so i want to pray um and then we're going to close and uh, make sure you comment about the trivia next week. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun as we connect um, via you know social media and um, online things that we've got. So let me pray. Jesus, we thank you for your amazing power. We thank you for the hope that we find in you alone that though we face so many struggles and pain and heartache, this is really not your design, that you have so much more planned for us. Lord, I pray that you'll give us the courage to relinquish our lives, relinquish control and say, Lord, we want to be a people who actually live on fire for you. We want to spread the good news. We want to see people come to know you. Um, But first it needs to happen in our life. I pray for your resurrection power firstly in the corners of our worlds that are hidden or that we have hidden from you, Lord. We know you know that they're there and your grace is sufficient for us. Your grace is enough. And we pray that we'll have the courage to say, yes, Lord, I want to live for you in every moment of my day. I want to wake up and say, I choose yes, to the kingdom of God to your plan and purposes even when it costs me so I thank you for the hope we have and the joy we have in relationship with you um, we pray that in these next two weeks you'll give us peace and even a sense that um, this will be a restful two weeks that we can recenter our eyes upon you so we thank you Jesus for your love in Jesus name amen bless you guys thank you so much um for joining us for online church and we will be in touch throughout the week i hope you're going okay day one officially of lockdown so all the best love you lots and we'll talk soon